Children the Podcast, hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Married underscore Show, Facebook, Married with Children Show, on Instagram, Married with Children Show, or reach out to us in an email, MarriedWithChildrenShow at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address. Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Uh, very exciting week this week. Got another guest in studio. Um, last week, kind of derailed a little bit. Had some sound issues. Um, not real happy with the way the uh, the episode actually turned out, but but uh, spent some time Tuesday night with uh, AP from the Smugcast and, and his uh, guidance really breaking down my sound and trying to help me out. So excited to come back and try it again tonight and hopefully have a better sounding uh uh experience but excited tonight because we have a guest in studio uh it is cody eichard from cody eichard and the sidewinders i'm just going to throw it out there right now if you have not got a chance to see these guys play live they are excellent um tons of fun my family got to go down and see him at the thirsty sportsman in crothersville indiana just a, a few weeks ago and and you know they make you want to sing along they make mm-hmm. you want to get up and dance whether it's them playing their original stuff or playing you know some of those country cover tunes uh, just a great band to see and and they're playing tonight at on the rocks in seymour um obviously this won't come out prior to that but um I, we've pushed it out on social media so we'll continue to push out their dates and if you get a chance go check out cody eichard and the sidewinder so cody welcome to the podcast Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. <laughs> very excited, very yeah. excited. Callie, how are you? Not bad. Been pretty good this week, so. Awesome. Hey, okay. so Cody, I'm going to jump right in here just a little bit and mm-hmm. just say, where, where did this passion for music kind of start for you? Uh, honestly, I don't know where it actually came from. Uh, I started playing drums probably about 14 years ago. Um and I started playing with my buddies in the garage, you know, jamming out how most bands start. Right. Uh, I played in the praise band with my, my church for four years and had my own personal band with a few of my buddies in high school. And then ra- graduated high school, then that kind of fell apart. Then I start, I joined a blues rock band called Primo, I think when I was a sophomore or junior. And we were a trio, played like Jimi Hendrix and uh, Clapton, all that stuff, into like 90s rock, you know, like the Wallflowers cool. and Nirvana, that kind of stuff. Wow. So you've, you've kind of been yeah, full spectrum of yeah, yeah. what you play. Exactly. Well, even in, back in high school, I mean, being a drummer, I started out playing anything that was hard. So I, I loved metal, pop punk, punk music, all of that stuff. Because so. all drummers wow. want to truly beat yeah. on those things. They yeah. don't want to well, yeah. just keep the beat. <laughs> the louder, the faster, the better. <laughs> <laughs> that's what 
it honestly amazes me about like true jazz drummers that just sit there and it's like the same mm-hmm. thing the whole time but because yeah. you really want to get after them yeah exactly well at least i did i you know i had a lot of a lot of energy back then so i was wanting to put it out in the drums so awesome. where did you really transition into the the country world if you started kind of with that you know that pop metal punk mm-hmm. metal and, and those kind of things when did you kind of transition to the country world uh well i went to college and i couldn't bring my drum set in the dorm so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i started messing around on my uh my recording software like with electronic beats and stuff like that and that didn't really do much for me so i started learning how to play guitar which i had had sitting around for a long time anyway and uh basically the first person that turned me on to country was uh, hank williams the third because he kind of has like a, a punk punk rock and metal stuff into his country and i loved the way his energy sounded the, the pickers on his his uh his recordings are amazing so that's kind of where i started out with and then Next thing you know, I'm learning almost every Merle Haggard song I possibly can, and Hank Williams Sr., and it kind of took off. It's snowballed <laughs> big time. Awesome. So how did you, how did this band kind of come together for you? Yeah, so I, well, I started singing in the uh, the blues rock band while I was playing drums. I sang about a third of the set, and usually there would be a time in the night where I'd get up and play acoustic by myself, and I'd always sing like a Tom Petty or a Merle Haggard or something like that. Uh, and th- that band kind of fell through. The bass player and guitar player moved out to California. I stayed back here and wanted to form like a outlaw, traditional kind of southern rock country band. So that's what I did about two and a half, maybe three years ago. And I've had a band consistently now for a little over two years. So Wow. Yeah. So he sounds like he's got kind of your um, like plethora of My music. My yeah, music. Yeah, Dustin's like like he likes I mean it's all over the board mm-hmm. <laughs> as oh, far yeah. as his his music you know and and what he likes I guess so I I would think that sounds like you she minus li- the singing part yeah <laughs> yeah I, I can't sing play instruments or anything like yeah. that but 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 she makes fun of my like my my phone playlist because oh, yeah. I mean I just put it on random shuffle and then yeah. they go from Merle Haggard to a Dave Matthews song yeah, to for sure. a Jay Z tune yeah. to a oh, yeah. to yeah. Nirvana to yeah. and and it's funny when people ride with me in the car and they're like, really? Like how does this? <laughs> I mean, it come is together? all over but the place. Like, hey. <laughs> it's whatever you like, whatever makes you happy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's whatever you're feeling at that moment. Uh, yeah. Exactly. There are weeks that I'll go through just that outlaw country, and then there's oh, other yeah. weeks that it's it's all punk rock or it's yeah. all. You know, so whatever you're feeling is is really cool. I'm kind of yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and he's got it all on his on his phone, so he can whatever he's feeling that day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, music for me can be like really seasonal too. Like I'll go uh-huh. through like a grunge rock '90s phase for about a month, and then I'll go into like country for a while, and I'll start listening to rock or you know what there's a lot of different stuff you can listen to in rock but even rap hip-hop i mean oh, it yeah. just it depends on what time of year if i can roll the windows down <laughs> or, oh, not, yeah, I or if i'm even that. happy you know <laughs> I, that's <laughs> so, true yeah there's a whole lot of emotions that go into that there as really well. is yeah so awesome. let me ask you this are you and and we'll kind of weave through all these kind of things <laughs> as we sit just sit here and chat but are you a traditionalist when it comes to music in the sense of like you like the album and listening to the entire album or are you kind of the new age of just all the singles kind of thrown together? Yeah, I've always been an album guy. Okay. Even back in high school when yeah. all my friends were illegally downloading singles yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that. I mean, <laughs> well there there's there were sites you could get full albums like, you know, yes. a week or two before they would even come out, but 
Uh, once I got to college, I quit doing all that. I, I, I was determined to buy albums on the ones that I actually wanted to put my money into. And I, I'd listen to them from start to finish. So you still, doubt. like, do you still actually buy, like, the CD or the album, or do you just download it on? Most of the time I get, like, a digital copy. Right. Uh, I do have a few CDs, not as much anymore. I say, I mean, like, because there's times, like, we would get the whole album, but we'd just, you know, download it on, off iTunes or whatever yeah, on our phone. Yeah. So I just didn't know if you were, like, one of those, like need the cd because i've got some of those that i i like to go out and buy mm -hmm. with certain artists and near it, the cd it amazes me because being in the education world and still seeing high school kids i remember the time and and i know you're from the bedford area but i remember the time when sam goody i mean we were there at midnight oh, because yeah. a cd release was yeah gonna, yeah we had pre-ordered <laughs> it sam goody my god three months before <laughs> and and you're standing there you know waiting at midnight for him to open the doors to get a cd and, and mm -hmm. kids today just don't understand that because they just wake up and oh it automatically downloaded right. my iphone right. now yeah. i, I pre-order and i get an email that says hey your pre-order is ready <laughs> yeah, yeah but well, i always download albums and the ones that are my absolute favorites i'll usually get like a vinyl copy of it okay yeah that's, so that's kind of what Justin's i've been doing new thing too is yeah. the vinyl yeah mm -hmm. and, and it's you know i kind of i kind of fell out of it because i really you know with technology started to to do the single thing a lot mm -hmm. and just yeah. hey i like this song i'll download it i exactly. like this song yeah but i finally went back and and got a turntable and and started buying vinyl and that has been one of the best experiences i've had is yeah. to sit down and listen to full albums again. yeah yeah exactly yeah. and it's amazing to me the songs that i forgot that i really like that were you know buried kind of in those albums yeah. or maybe weren't the the singles or pop yeah. hits that they were that is a whole experience that I think today's generation's missing out on. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, there has been a resurgence of vinyl. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, I know a lot of friends. They'll go to yard sales and buy like big crates and stacks of vinyls, uh -huh. and I'm just like, well, I mean, there's no way you're ever going to go through all of that. So I just specifically buy. I know those are my favorite albums, right. like OK Computer by Radiohead. You know, Meta Modern, Sturgill Simpson. I mean, it goes down the line, but. Hotel California, all oh, yeah. <laughs> classic ones, Pink Floyd, you know. <laughs> well, and I've got friends that make fun of me now because I buy new albums. Yeah. They're, oh, like, yeah, yeah. they're like, you really go buy? And like Justin Timberlake, Man of the Woods, and, and people probably think <laughs> I'm crazy, but Timberlake has, I was never a fan before, but he has totally pulled me to being a fan mm -hmm. um, just because I think he's a true artist. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, yeah. He, his, his talent is unbelievable, but I bought that on album and people are like, you bought that on vinyl? Yeah. Like, like, but I'm like, but that's that's cool. I yeah, want to hear yeah, his exactly. whole work yeah. of art, you know? And well, he's been known for putting out, like, conceptual albums anyway with Timbaland, his producer, for a long time. They, they always put out really good work. Yeah, and it's I mean, and it's just, it's different. Yeah. He, he's doing, he's always pushing the envelope, oh, yeah. which is where I, I appreciate him because, yeah. and when people look at some of those boy bands in the late 90s and who survived, mm -hmm. it was the guys that were willing to adapt and change and, and push the envelope and be different because Timberlake can do everything from pop to country to kind of a hip-hop feel. To, yeah, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. He, he can touch it all, so... I mean, and even that that collab that you know, I, I, people always refer back to Chris Stapleton when him and Chris Stapleton performed on the. I think it was the CMAs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that was that was basically Chris Stapleton's breakout video. Yes. Yeah. But, but they both sounded great on that song and went into Justin Timberlake's song right after that. Yeah, and it, the funny thing is, I actually listened to to Chris Stapleton on on Howard Stern mm -hmm. when he he did the interview there, and and Stapleton said it was. Uh, <laughs> Justin's wife called him and said, "Hey, you know, okay. 
Justin wants you to come out and play his birthday party. Oh. <laughs> so Stapleton goes out and, and Stapleton said it was like, I forget where it was, like in Colorado, some some resort. They had rented the entire resort. And oh he's like, gosh. I just hang out for like the whole week. And he said, I was kind of like the court jester. Like anytime they wanted something, somebody to play, <laughs> I came out and played. He goes, but it was cool. I hung out with them. Yeah. Yeah, I got to know him. And then he goes, then he calls me and he's like, hey, they want me to play this, you know, on the CMAs. I want you to come play with me. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And look at what it's done for his career, which, I mean, obviously he was a successful songwriter long before. Yeah, but, but my gosh. He's now. He just totally exploded. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think anybody could predict that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's unreal. So to talk about songwriting a little mm-hmm. bit, do you do all your songwriting? Yeah, I wrote all the songs on the EP except for So Long I'm Gone, which was written by our bass player, Chuck Crawford. Um, and he kind of gave me the idea and then I kind of reworked some of the melodies and we reworked the structure a little bit and then found out what suited or suited the EP the best, you know, and Very we were, cool. yeah, it was cool. What is that process like? Because I'll be honest and, and I am, I am a huge music junkie as we've kind of started talking yeah. here, but I have zero talent in it. I can't, I can't <laughs> play. I, mm-hmm. I have a guitar, acoustic guitar sitting upstairs that I've owned since I was 16 years old. So going on 17 years now that yeah. I've owned it and, I keep saying I'm going to learn how to play, <laughs> right. and it's been offered. I, I've got a buddy that's offered to buy it probably 15 times. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm going to learn how to play that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but what is that process like for you to sit down and try and write a song? Uh, songwriting is, is really weird. I mean, there's sometimes, most of the time when I sit down and I'm, 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 I say I'm going to write a song, it never comes out right, right. at all, and I just end up scrapping it. It's the times that I'm sitting there and I'll be eating a bagel or something, and I'll be like, well, I just thought of this line. And I pick up my guitar and then just somehow 10 minutes later, I have this song written. Does it, I mean, like, is it a, is it a long process? I mean, like a long process or is it usually, I mean, you can write most of it within, you know, a few hours or, you know, yeah. minutes or whatever. Most of the time I find out the good ones only take about 15 to 20 minutes really? to get all the words written down. Now you may want to come back and revise right. some of it oh, later, yeah. but most of the good ones are done within 15 20 minutes like i wrote a song last week and i started out writing it to a chord progression i didn't like the chord progression so i set my guitar down and came back to it two hours later yeah and then just started playing something completely different but put the same words to that right and it was like 10 minutes later i had this song and i didn't even know what it meant until i'd finished all three verses and i was like oh it was like something like a lightning bolt from the universe was put that song in my head and i just had to write it down it was really Very weird cool. yeah and that's one of the reasons why i love the howard stern so show so much because mm-hmm. he brings in these these masterful musicians and hear that talk and that's what is so consistent when you hear them they always say my best songs i write in five or ten minutes yeah. i mean and and i'm listening to these songs and i'm thinking it had to take them years yeah, to devise yeah. this. and they're like no it just that's I what I mean. Like I, like I would think it would take like weeks or months to put, you know, some of these songs, but I'm sure yeah. that the, you're exactly right. That it's like, obviously it just, it kind of hits you. Like you said, I mm-hmm. mean, and, and it all kind of flows and I'm sure obviously you got to change stuff or whatever, but yeah. And, and sometimes I'll have like a subject matter that I want to write about and I might write like a paragraph, a paragraph and a half of just some ideas. Then I'll pick out the best of those and I'll put it in a note and then I'll just kind of like form it from there. And right. that, that usually takes a little bit longer. Yeah. But I've found sometimes when I put that much effort into songs, they don't turn out the way I want them to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really like you're weird. forcing it almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the lightning bolts of inspiration. Now, 
you can't predict when they come, right. but you just got to be ready when they're there. Now, do you typically start with, you know, your melody or your tune that you're going with, you know, your chords on your guitar, or do you typically start with something in a notebook? It can be both. I've written songs on a voice memo where I sing this random melody and these random words that don't even make any sense, but I just want to document the melody because I like, you know, I could form words around that. And I've done it just starting out uh, chords on guitar, uh, whether it be a verse or a chorus or, I mean, it, literally, it, there's no real way to do it. It just kind of happens. It's really weird. Wow. Do you have those moments like where you wake up at 3 a.m. and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a song that you're, you're writing it? Um, most of the time, not when I wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I haven't been that inspired yet. But one of these days, maybe that'll happen, like Alan Jackson. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, right? If it ever does, come back on, because I want to okay. hear that story. Of, I woke up, I and was I walking to the song. bathroom, and then I wrote this great love yeah. ballad as I yeah. was headed that way. <laughs> but So, you know, you talk about Merle Haggard and some of those. Who are mm. your inspirations with Cody Eichert and the Sidewinders? Well, I'd say uh, probably Hank Williams Jr., uh, just the way he sings and the way he, his energy is in his songs. Um, definitely Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, of course, Waylon Jennings, uh, some of the newer guys like Sturgill Simpson, Tyler Childers, Cody Jenks, uh, Whitey Morgan in the 78s. There's a lot of good country music out right now. You just got to go find it on the internet because it's not being played on the radio. Right. There's a lot of good music out there. You know, and that's that's the interesting thing because I hear people say all the time and that, you know, country is dead and there's no country Mm-mm. music anymore. And it's, yeah. it's not true no. because, you know, there are guys. And, and that's why I am happy that a guy like Stapleton gets airtime and gets oh, play. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you talk about a lot of Sturgill Simpson and – you know, a lot of these different groups that are doing the real thing. Oh, yeah. You know? And they just, they're not getting out there. But I also mm-hmm. don't think the country music fan is going and finding them Oh, either. yeah, I would agree with that. I think you just sit there and listen to, I mean, the normal, like what they play on the radio, like mm-hmm. you say, and then it's like, well, that's not really what I, you know, would want to hear country music right. or, or whatever. And then that's when they... But so you're probably right. You just got to go find it. Yeah. And commercially, commercially, I mean, country music pretty much is dead on the radio and stuff. Yeah. But when you go to these shows like a Margot Price, I just saw her in concert last week and she was she almost sold out the Vogue and she was down in at the Ryman. Sturgill's been at the Ryman with Tyler Childers and Margot and all those guys or Cody Jinks. When they go play the Ryman, they can sell out like three nights in a row. So there's people out there and there's a huge cult following for this type of country music really and it surprises you when you get to a show and you start talking to them because their their depth of knowledge in country music is is really wide i mean they can tell you about everything but it's just like you wouldn't expect some of these people to even listen to country music too so what is it about country music you know you talk about those guys especially Mm -hmm. outlaw country that draws you to it i like the edge I like the, it's almost borderline like a bluegrass, borderline rock and roll, borderline something you'd hear from the 90s, uh, or a folk song or something. It, it's You could still capture a lot of energy in the outlaw type of stuff, but you can also get it with quality lyrics and quality songwriting you know, along the way. And it's telling, my, my thing is, and I agree with you, because I think the cool thing about outlaw country is what you just said. It, it hits a lot of different spectrums. Oh, yeah. I mean... And I think Johnny Cash, you know, as you go back and go through Johnny Cash's rise, the things he did at the end, you know, with her and some of mm-hmm. those that, that he covered, 
really showed the range of kind of those classic outlaw country type oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the other thing that I think is so cool is they're storytellers. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about even your original stuff. It yeah. is, it, it's outlaw country telling a story. It's not yeah. just pop music. Right, yeah. right. Well, that's kind of the, the foundation of country music anyway, is the storytelling aspect, the, uh, the telling a story through your own eyes that you think other people have been through as well, or telling a story that you might not have even ever been through in your life, but you know of someone that has, and you're a good enough storyteller to where you can kind of get in their head and put out something that could relate to them. I was going to well. say, it makes it relatable. Yeah, to, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've written songs that I haven't personally been through, right. but I know people that have been through that so I can write about it, you know? Yeah. And I don't like to limit myself to just my own personal experiences, <laughs> but. <Yeah. laughs> well, and, I, and I think that's a really interesting thing as a, as a songwriter to mm-hmm. say, because I think sometimes people get, you know, songwriters kind of get this idea or people get this idea about songwriters i should say like oh you have to live it oh, you yeah, know yeah. and right. and you know even in the you know the hip-hop world which i i'm a big hip-hop fan yeah. too as well they're really strict about that yeah it's like you had to do this <laughs> yeah well, like, they were at least you know and, and <laughs> it's like it's like but and i and i agree you know and there's a whole difference between hip-hop and some it's it's a lot like country too there's mm-hmm. true hip-hop and then there's the commercial side of it but you know you can talk about the struggle that people are going through without actually living it you know exactly i can i i could write a song about you know the struggle of you know the country boy that's in rule in southern indiana Mm -hmm. i've lived that but you you can understand some of those struggles without having to actually touch them oh yeah exactly Yeah. yeah yeah you're exactly right so when we look at, you know, kind of that outlaw country, where where is your where where are we trying to take Cody Eichert and the Sidewinders to? Because I know you work a full time job beyond yeah. this. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I work uh almost forty hours a week and um just about every weekend of playing music. So So it's a lot of after after hours practice yeah, and obviously yeah. weekends so. not a lot and of, late uh, nights not I'm a lot sure. of drive to uh, work overtime because i've already got a lot of other stuff <laughs> oh I <gotta> yeah do. <laughs> i'm sure yeah but i mean i'm always constantly trying to learn songs trying to get better at a guitar I recently bought uh, a little harmonica kit i'm trying to learn yeah so. well our son he uh, <laughs> uh this is like i mean it's with the harmonica but mm-hmm. dustin's aunt bought him for his third birthday a harmonica mm. And and you know we're kind of like a three year old a three year old harmonica. harmonica. <laughs> I'm telling you what he it's almost a year later yeah. and it's still sitting in there and he'll get it out every once in a while and he'll play it. I mm-hmm. mean like it is the funniest thing but he loves that harmonica and not like yeah. a cheap harmonica like a like a nice decent wow. harmonica yeah. and I'm like like he opened it and he's like what is this dad yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> Like who buys him a harmonica? But he like seriously. <laughs> but, I mean, all yeah. that like like ninety percent of the toys that he got on his birthday is who knows where. But yeah. his harmonica is still sitting in his room, and he'll get it out and play it every once in a while. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's just so funny. So that and anytime you, anybody talks about harmonica, cool. yeah. I'm like, uh, you should see the looks you get when I've asked some of our music teachers at the high school I work at, and I'm like. You know anybody that gives harmonica lessons to like four year olds? They're like, do what? And I'm like. He really likes the harmonica. Yeah. I mean, he it, really does. There's not a whole lot of, of career potential there, yeah, but yeah. hey, it's all right. <laughs> it he sounds gets, cool. I he mean. can sit around and play it. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So outside of that outlaw country, we've talked a little bit about your, you know, your, your the bluegrass and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
what is it about kind of that bluegrass feel or some of those other areas, you know, that, that draws you into that? Yeah, I don't know, because I'm not the biggest fan of bluegrass. Like, I can listen to it in short doses, and then after a while, I'm just done with it. <laughs> um, but it's like the mixture of adding a good drummer in there, having some cool guitar parts, and then the up-tempo, like, uh, they're almost like punk rock beats on the drums, <laughs> which is I, one of the reasons why I think I like it, because it's real up-tempo, like, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. you know, it can you can bob your head to it, and it has a lot of energy in there. And I think it's... I. <laughs> And some people will be mad at me because I know we've got a couple listeners that are big time bluegrass people. Mm-hmm. But I think the cool thing about bluegrass for me, and I guess the way I would describe it is it's kind of like hockey. I can't watch it on TV. <laughs> I won't probably ever put a bluegrass CD in and listen to a bluegrass CD. Yeah. But when I see some a bluegrass group play, oh yeah, I'm in. Oh, I'm locked. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> not it's not a lack of talent and and not, not anything all. like that. I mean, the vocalists and the harmonies are absolutely incredible. You hear somebody that can shred a mandolin. I mean, it's it's something <laughs> special. It really is. So yeah. So when I see it live, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in. This oh, is yeah, awesome. Without a doubt. But when I when I go away and I play it in my truck, I'm like, it's not one. As you said earlier, when the windows are down, it's not one I sit at the stoplight. You know, kind of mm-hmm. jamming to. Yeah, and I'm not sure why. But <laughs> yeah, you said baseball or you say hockey. I say baseball. I'm like the same way. <laughs> I can't right? watch it on TV, but I can go to a, a game and watch but when you it. Your live. game, you're you're locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot more. I don't know. It's just more entertaining. Interactive. Live. Yeah. yeah, you're there. <laughs> so, you know, as you as you came up, you went from drummer. The front man is and is Cody Iker and the Sidewinders the first time you've been the true front man? Yes. What yes. is that transition like? Because uh, the drummer is always the. I, I don't want to say this because drummers are extremely talented, so mm-hmm. I don't want you to take offense. But in a lot of bands, they're kind of the forgotten. You know, unless you truly know that band and know who they are. Right. They're they're forgotten and more of like, oh, I don't know who the drummer is or anything. But when I want to get up and dance, you're basically going oh, on yeah. trying oh, to yeah. hear them. You know. Well, and he's they're usually the one that's kind of sitting back there, yeah, like in the yeah. back. You know, obviously got all the drums there, so they're not like out front, mm-hmm. like what you know the guitarists or you know obviously right. the head, you know the lead singers. Well, and it, it kind of cracks me up saying that. You know, like Dave Grohl. I mean, oh yeah, everybody's like, oh, Foo Fighters, guitar player. You know, front man. It's like. Dude, he was a drummer in Nirvana. Yeah. Like <laughs> it amazes me some people still don't know that. I'm like, that's what I mean, he's like I mean like the Foo Fighters are awesome, love them, uh-huh. but like his iconic work was on Nirvana oh, sitting yeah. behind a drum set. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely been a lot of work, uh a lot of studying on, you know, YouTube of, you know, the greatest frontmen trying to just figure out how to interact with a crowd. The yeah. hardest part for me was getting off the drums and just getting up there and being comfortable in front of people or being in a theater where you can't see the crowd, but you have to act like that you do and you still have to interact with them, the talking thing in between songs. Because like you said, I, I mean, I was a drummer and it kind of fit my personality. Like I could hang with the rest of them in the songs and whatnot, but in between the songs, it was like, let the guitar player talk well, to the crowd. Yeah, that's, Let them that's do very, that stuff. you know, that's yeah. very true because you're exactly right. It's like in between, I mean, like, and even just during the song, like, if you're the lead guy, like, mm. the, I mean, most of the time you're the one that people are looking at. Whereas the guitar, or I mean, the uh, the drummer is kind of back there and kind of can do their thing yep. and, you know, whatever. And, and like you said, in between songs can kind of just do whatever. Whereas exactly. you've got to, like, keep it going and keep you know like something and you know talk about the next song or whatever it may be yeah it's and i don't ever like to script things out and sometimes i trip over my words it's all about just getting up there and keep doing it keep doing it keep practicing and i've 
came a long way since about a year oh, and a half I'd say, ago. I'm sure, I'm sure you have. And yeah. I mean, like you can kind of know, I mean, how to say, you know, what you're saying and mm-hmm. you've got, you know, whatever, but. Find well, out what jokes work. And yeah, what yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, here's how I lead on this song, or you know, yeah, let's yeah. let's tell a joke that no one laughs at but me. Yeah, well, exactly. And sometimes I'm, I do that on purpose. <laughs> I'm used to that too. Yeah, so. I actually uh, another podcast that that you know Juice was just down here does Juice in the morning, but oh, I listen to that one. Yeah. They, oh, Juice is yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> and uh, they were he was just down here, but on his most recent episode, they were kind of talking about some jokes and things and. And uh, I remember they said, doing stand-up comedy, said, you know, what's the fear that somebody's going to laugh at you? And it, it resonated with me so much because I'm like, yeah, what's the matter? They're either laughing at me or they're laughing with me. They're laughing. They're laughing. There's no my, concern. My fear would be like just dead silence. And I'm like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, and sometimes that happens. You know, we play to like a crowd where there's only like five or six people. And sometimes I'll just make jokes in between songs because I know nobody's listening. And I'll just turn around, look at my guitar player, my band, and we start laughing, but nobody else is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny you talk about that whole idea of, of talking between songs because I'm also I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan and, mm-hmm. and grew up as a Dave fan and seeing him live and knowing some of the history of Dave. Um, when he first started with that band, they wouldn't let him speak. Really? Because he was so quirky, hmm. he was so weird, he was still the front man, but they would, after a song, they would kind of stop and just say, hey, somebody else do this, huh. because he would go off on these tangents and just talk and <laughs> ramble, and they're like, I didn't know that. we can't let him talk, so yeah, yeah so... Um, so at least your band hasn't done that to you yet. Yeah. So no, not you. So, must be doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, my guitar player Jason will start talking, but we usually just go over and shut his mic off and then keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah. So I always thought that was funny about you know here's Dave that's become this huge you know sensation. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't let him talk. They're like, no, nah, dude. After it's done, get a drink. We'll take care of this. So that's funny. But you know, as as you. Uh, you talk about the difference between playing a theater, and mm-hmm. I know you've played uh, the Mitchell Opera House mm-hmm. and Brown County Playhouse, and, and, really? s- and yep. several of those. Do you prefer the theater? Do you prefer the bar atmosphere? Uh, more of a middle ground, like uh, like a like the Bluebird in Bloomington. Oh yeah, where there's a bunch of people out there, but you can still see them, and you're still on like a big stage where you don't have to worry about volume or anything like that. Yeah, um, that's probably the best middle ground because I don't like setting up in corners either. But, you know, obviously which, I've done it a hundred times. I was going to so, say, which, yeah. I mean, a lot of the, like, little bars and stuff around here, mm-hmm. that's kind of what, right. what you got. But. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter where we set up as long as the crowd's having fun. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm into it. So. Yeah. And one thing I will say about your, you know, you talk about looking at front men that I think you do really well in kind of that outlaw country sense, you move. Oh, yeah. You don't stay stationary, <laughs> which is. Yeah. Which is something that's important, and I and I think some people forget that because, you know, I saw George Strait in concert one time, and and George does not move his body. Besides whatsoever. moving his arm in front of his guitar to the top of his guitar, that's yeah. it. That's all that's he does. Only movement. Yeah. I mean, we walked in at Seco Fieldhouse. We got we got free tickets. My buddy had one on the uh, on the radio, and the stage is a square stage right in the middle, and there's four mics set up on each side of the stage. I'm like, what in the heck is this? And he'd sing one song at this mic, then he'd move uh, to that mic, okay. then he'd move to that mic. Yeah. And it, but he didn't move in between. I'm like, 
dude, this is. I like George Strait's music. Oh, He's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the worst live shows I've ever seen. So, but when you talk about Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and these guys, they moved, they performed, mm-hmm. they were still that, you know, they had that, you know, kind of that jazz rock edge. Oh, yeah. Um, the underground that was when they were coming around, they wanted to perform like that. So I'll give you a lot yeah. of credit for that. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I, I don't claim to be a dancer or anything like that. <laughs> I, you can ask my girlfriend about that. But uh, <laughs> but no, I, I like to move around on stage. I think a lot of it has to do with the music that I did listen to in high school and in college, you know, the rock stuff where basically everybody on stage was just going AWOL the right. entire time. Right. So I kind of, uh, I don't know, that's, I think that's where I got that from. I try to incorporate a rhythm aspect to it as much as I can. And I like when people get out in front of us and dance. So if I'm up there dancing, maybe it'll make somebody else That's true. more comfortable That's true. to yeah. get up and move too. So Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition it here a little bit. You know, we've talked about the outlaw country thing. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the arena country world that you can buy into and you like? Eric Church. All right. Really? Oh, yeah. Seen him four times, I think. Really? I uh, saw him at his last tour. He played three hours and 15 minutes he played in a, a little over an hour took a break and then came back and played like two and a half hours straight and you're talking about somebody that moves around stage he's got an incredible band and yeah i mean i i, I guess technically he would be considered like an arena rock country guy yeah, you know? yeah. i would agree yeah but it, and his sound is different yeah. it is different he's got more of an honest approach to songwriting yes. too and some of his songs i'm not going to say all of them but i like most of his stuff i I like that. And, yeah. and, and I tell people all the time, there's even some, you know, arena or pop country that, mm. I mean, the song's catchy. It's like any pop song. Right, yeah. It's catchy. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I can, I can get it with this. But the thing about pop music, I've always said, is it's not iconic. Right. You know, it's, it's all right. This is cool. Two or three mm. weeks, you play it out, right. and then it moves on. Iconic music lives. You know, you talked about earlier, you know, your, your Led Zeppelin albums, you know, your... Queen, I mean, yeah, even, oh yeah. my gosh, jeez, I mean, ones that are forever. <laughs> I mean, that's I've got Zeppelin one on vinyl. <laughs> that's absolutely, the Aerosmith. I mean, all of oh, that gosh. stuff. Oh, too. don't I mean, don't bring that up. <laughs> so I've seen them in concert too. It's an Have incredible you? show. Yeah. She's she's a Steven Tyler hater. I don't I understand just, it. it. It's just I'm telling you, it's just the mouth. He has got I the biggest yeah. mouth ever, and I, I just it. I don't know. And uh, anytime anybody says anything about that, that Dustin's like, well, she hates it, Steven Tyler, and I'm like, uh, it hurts. I just I don't know. He just wears me out. <laughs> my dad grew up my dad was a huge, you know, seventies <laughs> rock guy, sixties, yeah. seventies rock guy. And I grew up with Aerosmith and Kiss and you know it so and Aerosmith to me, I mean, and again at talking about my love for hip hop and rock, mm-hmm. you know, when they come out with Run DMC, that that transcended it for me even yeah, because it's sure. like here's connecting the two groups. Yeah. <laughs> and her and I get together and it was <laughs> Right about the time that Steven Tyler tried to make his his run into country and oh, that was terrible. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that was a and, bad attempt. <laughs> and, and she she doesn't know all the Aerosmith stuff, and she just she hates on him. And I'm like, yeah. no, you don't understand. Yeah. He's still mm-hmm. iconic. That's it, that's what that is what it was though, because of course I'm like I'm a big country fan. I'm kind mm-hmm. of in my own little bubble with country and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but. Um, and so then when he did that and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the Aerosmith that my dad raised me on. You no. know, my dad's a huge Aerosmith fan, Kiss, the Eagles. Uh, he took me to see the Eagles before Glenn Fry passed away. 
is one of the best shows I've ever seen. That's unreal. Wow. Yeah, it's back in 2016. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like our hobby. We go around and see a lot of different people live. From really? rock and roll to country to whatever. And it's cool to see the guys that can still do it. I oh, mean, yeah. that's yeah. what, I mean, oh, yeah. today that are still, you know, capable of putting on a show. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's amazed me about Aerosmith because I've read some of their biographies and stuff. And the fact that they're even living uh, yeah. oh, is right. remarkable, right. let alone performing. Yeah. You know, we talked about you earlier and, and I'll, I'll bring it up. It, this was all fair, but you know, you talked about, man, I've been dealing with some allergies this mm-hmm. week and it's being a vocalist and all those kind of things. And then I read these stories about Aerosmith and I'm like, how in the heck did you turn around the next night and sing again? Well, back in the eighties, I don't, you know, a lot of that wasn't documented, so we don't know how well those shows were performed. Well, that's, that's very true. true. <laughs> but but what, what was it? Probably like five, six years ago when he was still on the drugs and stuff, he fell off stage and oh, yeah. heard about all that. I'm sure that wasn't his first time falling off stage, Yeah, but he got clean and we saw him after that and he, he sounded amazing. The whole band sounded amazing. And that's what's, that's, that's what is amazing. Because I mean, even now, like you said, I mean, like he still sounds good. I mean, oh my it, gosh, yeah. <laughs> with all this stuff that he's gone through, I don't and, know how he still has a throat. Honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, I don't get it. And you talk about the drugs. I mean, the stuff he was yeah. putting in his body Absolutely. to for his. I mean, that's why it just it amazes me that those guys survive those right. times. Uh, he must have the Keith Richards gene. <laughs> oh my gosh, they must. They honestly must. So. You know, you talk about, you know, those kind of guys and, and, you know, Eric Church and everything, you know, do you think that you'll, you're going to stay in, because you've, you've had a varied experience. Do you, do you see yourself really staying in this outlaw country for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I don't, I don't really care for anything on the radio. I don't really listen to it because I don't really see the point of mining a whole mountain for a few pieces of gold. You know, I'd rather have a whole album worth of good music than just like one song. But I, I I think that's all what it has to do with my influences. The the quality of music is always the forefront of everything, and that's what's really has been lost. And, and I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but I don't think artists today write most artists, I should say, <clears throat> write conceptual albums of right. this is what I'm going for. Yeah, as far as sound, sonics, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, and and. It's it's all about I just need that one song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one to get my name out me. there yeah. on the radio or whatever. Well, they're trying to it's it's weird cuz they're going back to like the 1950s model of the music industry which was the singles and the you know the little 10-inch or whatever they were the vinyls and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going back to the single format of things and you know it didn't work back in the 50s and <laughs> well I don't know why it's supposedly going to work nowadays but I guess it does somewhat, but record sales are down as low as they've ever been. So, <laughs> what do you what, what do you think causes that? Because here's the thing, and I, and I see this, and I and I hope it continues to work for you. I and you said it a little bit earlier. <clears throat> local live music is is truly alive. I mean, oh, yeah. people want to see that stuff. It's it's kind of transitioned away from these big name guys and things and and I they'd know they go to they'd go to you know sit at a little bar to listen to you know like a local band or, yeah. or whatever before that live aspect. So, Some places do. Yeah. So where do you think you know where do you think the music industry needs to go? I don't know. As far as the issues with it, I think a lot of it has to do with the availability 
the uh, the amount of resources that are out there for anybody to make music and it sound good enough to put out on something. I mean, you can get somebody who can't sing a lick and put them through Melodyne and right. sound like they sound pretty good, De- you know, decent. To somebody who has a trained ear, it's not going to sound good, but to the average listener, it might sound okay. Um, that probably has something to do with it. The market's flooded. You have all these other avenues of out- outlets, you know, to sell your music, to put out videos, all of that stuff. Um, it doesn't seem like the major label is as important as it was, you know, in its heyday. You can really do it on your own. Yeah, and and most people do nowadays. They're independent. They have a promotion company that helps them get shows, booking agency, that type of stuff. And then they basically handle everything themselves, and they don't have to give the record label 90% of what they're making. Yeah. You know, and have to get screwed by those 360 deals that they're handing out to everybody. So... How do you how do you go about booking shows and things like that? I know your dad is is very involved. Yeah, my um, dad d- does all the booking and and stuff like that. So he's kind of your guy pushing you out there and things like that. Oh yeah, like we'll, we'll get together and brainstorm some new areas that we'll want to try to get into. Uh, he'll go on Facebook, shoot him a message, try to get an email, right. uh, hopefully a phone number, and you know he might email fifteen people and only get a response from like three or four. But that's three or four that we didn't have. Before, oh yeah, so yeah. Um, and, and this year has been absolutely incredible. We went up to the Indiana State Fair and Festival Convention in, in Indianapolis uh, for the second year in a row and mingled with a lot of fairs and festivals and people that have the authority oh, to book really? people right on the spot. Really? That's so that's kind cool. of like what we've like what we're doing this summer. Is that, is, I would say, do you do like festivals and fairs and stuff? Oh, yeah. Have we're you doing done a lot that in the those. past? Uh, well, we played the Persimmon Festival. We played the Harrodsburg Heritage Days Festival. We've been at the uh, Lawrence County 4-H Fair. Yeah. But nothing like what we're about to do this Awesome. Yeah. I didn't even so. know there was a convention for that. I didn't either. Not, not putting yeah. that down in any yeah. way. I just yeah. didn't know but there I was But I mean, a, that's cool. That gives that, cool. like, allows you guys to kind of market yourself. Without and I mean, And it's like, not only music. It's any type of right. entertainment you can think of. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, obviously, if you're, like, in charge, of something like that you want to go to that way you can get a lot of different mm-hmm. you know connections or whatever that's cool yeah and i know you have a and i'm going to go ahead and bring it out here and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this later but you have a big show for a lot of our local listeners here in the columbus north vernon seymour area that's coming up in august at sarah land can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that yeah it's called sarah fest uh, i i think i'm pronouncing it correctly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we'll go with it i'm not sure exactly how dad found out about it i think there was a guy from nashville who was li- originally from columbus and he graduated from belmont and he got a hold of my dad and said you know we're at the ground floor of trying to make a country music festival in columbus would you guys be interested? I saw some of your stuff online. Would you be interested in being a part of it? Of course, we were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, there's, I can't remember who all's in it, but it's going to be us. Uh, Alex Williams is playing after us, which he's from Pendleton, Indiana, up north. Okay. He plays like more outlaw country type of stuff. Uh, and then it's Clayton Anderson and Mo Pitney is going to be the big headliner, which if you wow. haven't heard of Mo Pitney, you need to go check him out. Yeah, it's very uh, cool. That's a great festival, just yeah. with the names. That, that sounds are like it. That sounds like a great time. And I think all of the proceeds are going to the Make a Wish Foundation in Indiana, Kentucky, 
Ohio and maybe even Michigan and Illinois, but I know at least those three. Okay. So Very it's, it's cool. out for a good cause. Too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you're looking for something, it's August 11th and 12th. Am I right about that? I'm going to put you on the spot. I think you're right. <laughs> I have my calendar pulled up here. I'll say, get my, your calendar My out. second brain that <laughs> I, I like know, to keep right? in my pocket. Oh, it only goes to June. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's August 11th August or 12th. 11th. We're playing on the 11th and then the 12th is like a, like a folk type of thing. So they'll have artists playing folk music. Okay. Yeah. Very we'll cool. make sure that we push it out on our social media. Thank you for yeah. sure because uh, and uh, hopefully I I don't know what we have that weekend yeah. but hopefully we can get up mm-hmm. there and uh, yeah we may even look you up and do a little bit of a a, a podcast that'd off, be awesome a remote yeah. podcast <laughs> while we're up there and catch up so yeah it's gonna be a really good time I'm I'm super excited oh yeah That's I awesome. think so this I whole think summer it... is just full of amazing things and I'm just ready for it that is awesome yeah. so which is there is there one place I mean I'm sure you're really looking forward to that one especially in a lot of them mm-hmm. is there any one place that you're like looking forward to this summer going back to or a new place that you're like man I can't really wait to play you know at this whether it's a festival or definitely the Sierra Fest is probably the the highlight uh-huh. but, um let me pull up my thing here just to show you some of the stuff that we do have going on um let's see in in may we'll be at the it'll be a becky's place fundraiser with clayton anderson we'll be back at the bedford performing arts center at the high oh. school um wild ridge rv resort down by patoka lake okay we played there last year and it was an incredible time really? so i'm really looking forward to going back there uh we've got a couple things going on at the bluebird that were in the works of right. um going up to the rusty spur in fort wayne indiana That'll be really, it's a pretty big stage and everything. Um, Taste of Bloomington, we just got that booked. Judah Heritage Festival. Uh, there's the Blueberry Festival up in Plymouth, Indiana. And I think there's another wow. one we're even going all the way up to South Bend, or like close to South Bend at least. Really? Yeah. So Awesome. As a Mitchell guy, are you booked again for the Persimmon Festival? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, was gonna say, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you can talk blueberries, you can talk heritage, you can talk all of it. But. Yeah, we're playing the Persimmon Festival on a Wednesday night instead of last last year we played on a Saturday night. We'll be on a Wednesday. For, yeah. for a guy that grew up in Mitchell, Indiana, yeah. there's nothing like the That's Persimmon. That's like the no, deal, so, yeah. No, yeah, it's the biggest deal, yeah. without a doubt. It's Everything fun. Persimmon over there. Yeah. <laughs> and you have played with one of my good buddies, John Carl Isom, as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, last time we were at the Mitchell Opera House. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, actually was quarterback of our high school football team oh, when really? i was when i was in high school <laughs> nice. one heck of a barber if you're looking for a good haircut <laughs> i've been there a few times <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of where i go back to now <laughs> the, the back porch barber shop right yeah. there on main there street in mitchell indiana is a uh, is a great place to go check out yeah cool vibe yeah very uh very they, cool guy they give me a nice fade so i like that <laughs> <laughs> awesome. i tell him all the time i wish i could come use his services because he's one of my good buddies but you know i my hair fell well, out at about say, 24. So when, you, it was, when you don't have hair, there's nobody. Yeah, I'm holding on to the hair that I have left. <laughs> yeah. so he I, keeps telling me to grow out a full beard so he can do something with yeah, it. Just like, well, he's maintained his pretty well. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, talking about people you've played with, you mm-hmm. know, have you had a moment or a stage? I know she just kind of asked some of the places you're coming up, but a place where you've got to play or someone you've, you've played with or <clears throat> opened for that you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is cool. We opened up for the Kentucky Headhunters, um, I think it was June of 2016. It was like our third show I think we had played after really? we started the band. That We couldn't have a drummer on stage, so it was just bass, electric, and me on acoustic and, and singing. But we got to meet those guys afterwards, and it was just a really cool experience. I mean, I love the Kentucky Headhunters. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, we just opened up for Billy Dean and Larry Gatlin last weekend, which was awesome. 
but I was out at the BNL pack and Alan Hamilton was running sound, which he's one of the best sound guys around here. And Jay Black is also a really good sound guy. That's we're, we're going to be working with him a lot this summer. So awesome. What, where, where is the, where's the dream place for you to get to play? Oh my. Well, I mean, any country artist, the it's dream place say- would be the Ryman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Uh, around here, I mean, we kind of hit that goal with, at, with the Bluebird. That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. the Bluebird? I mean, for locally, seems to be a pretty big. It's like you know, the I mean, stepping like stone. yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I and I would, I would say so for sure. It's a stepping stone, or it's a place to come back to, and that's what I oh, like yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Of artists, and I don't want this to sound like, oh, this is the only place they can get because there's big name people that come back to the Bluebird. Oh yeah, because they're around, they're in town, they're playing in Cincinnati, Chicago, yeah. Louisville that hit the bluebird in bloomington and you cannot beat that place no that place is awesome we (laughs) played there three times and we've got some other things in the works to go back there so shout out to dave kubiak for letting us go in. and i would and i would say that app like the atmosphere too i'm sure is pretty oh yeah you know i mean like just i mean it would be really awesome i've never been to a concert at the bluebird have you oh i'm sure you have yeah Yeah, i've never i have never been to yeah i've never been to a concert at the bluebird you talk about my eclectic music collection i've seen seen an eclectic group of artists (laughs) there i'm sure that's true i think i don't know if that was the last one i was at um so maybe maybe we're gonna have to to get a sitter and make it a date night whenever we find out that these guys are at the last one bluebird here been, coming up whenever they get this the last one may have been bone thugs and harmony that i saw at the <laughs> oh, bluebird nice, nice. so oh, shoot. when i say it's eclectic i've oh, seen yeah. clayton anderson at the bluebird yeah. i've yep. seen bone thugs and harmony i have seen uh so yeah i mean it's yeah it's all wide open oh i, mean, I, I believe that well, but that's the great thing about the bluebird you can you can find all those any acts of them, there yeah. and yeah. there's only so many places you can get that close to those mm-hmm. kind of acts i mean yeah. and, and and i'm glad that that's a place that's opening up for you guys because yeah. and i mean it and i'm gonna say it again here as we you know we're kind of into this a little bit guys if you have not had a chance to go see cody eichard <laughs> and the sidewinders get out and go see him i mean it was you know it was an absolute great time well, and kind of how we got hooked up going to see you guys is actually you know, and it's funny to me because my father does not go to, to live music. He doesn't go to bars. bars no. yeah. That is not his gig whatsoever. But Jason, your yeah. guitar player, yeah. worked with my dad and his buddies with my dad. And my dad's like, hey, this band is playing in Crothersville. <laughs> Everyone has to go. Yeah, it was so funny because that one day we were talking. He said something about, you know, whatever day. And he was like, because I want to go down to the Thirsty Sportsman. And we're like, what? Like at night, not like just go down there for lunch or yeah, something. Yeah, he eats lunch there Yeah, all like the time. he goes down there for lunch. But, you know, and he was like, there's a band playing. And I'm like, a band? Like, what in the world? And, yeah, and, you know, obviously he was he was friends with one, one of your guys. And yeah. so we're like, oh, okay. But. And, and for the first time in Thirsty Sportsman's history, oh, you yeah. guys were such a big deal that my dad called at about 11 a.m. to reserve a table to make sure that we weren't oh, really? going to have to stand. <laughs> so so we had reservations. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I've teased the lady that, that manages it down there, and I'm like, have you ever had any other reservations called in? And she's like, no. no. <laughs> You're the one and only he, that we've he had He really, really wanted funny. to go and see you guys and get a good seat, Well, too. that's good. Yeah, that's a compliment. But yeah. so. it is. You guys are, you guys are yeah. absolutely terrific. So, I, yeah, so Jason Thompson plays guitar. Uh, Chuck Crawford, he lives over in Medora, plays bass. 
Uh, and Donnie Hill is our drummer. He lives up in Bloomington, so that's the core band. So how did you guys? How did you guys kind of come together and and meet? Did you know? I mean, did you know? I mean, these guys beforehand. How did you kind of connect? Um, our old guitar player brought in Donnie, and he kind of he was playing in like three or four different bands at the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Chuck Crawford, I actually found him on Craigslist, which is funny because I actually knew his son, which I didn't know until we met. And I was like, oh, I know your son. But it, that's kind of funny. But um, <laughs> the Craigslist is usually is good it, for finding some people. Is that know? right? I mean, like you can find I like... I found like three three band members out of Craigslist before. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never been on Craigslist, so I guess I wouldn't know that. But I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah. That's good because oh, they, yeah. just, they took the personals off, so you won't be able to find anyone else. <laughs> like the Craigslist misconnections one? Well, yeah. I don't, oh, I, that's fine. I don't know if they still have the <laughs> misconnections funny. or not. Yeah. but I used to hear those on the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way I know those. The, the North Vernon police just uh, found a set of keys in the Walmart parking lot, and they did one on Facebook, and it was like, misconnection, set of keys looking for pocket. Pocket was in blue jeans. I mean, oh they God. wrote this whole thing up, and yeah. I'll give them a lot of credit because it was hilarious. I'm that's like, that's funny. That's a great misconnection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as Jason, we just heard that he was one of the best country guitar players around the area, so we just, I called him up one day and asked him if he'd be interested in jamming with us, and he came over a couple times, and we hit it off, and he's been in our band now for a little over a year. So, awesome. and he can shred, man. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He is, he is, and that's what you know, and. And when dad invited us over, dad's like, man, he can, he can really play. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm excited to see this, but he's not just, and I I don't want to put down anybody else that's going around. You guys are not just a, you know, the, the bar band that kind of got together. You guys have a ton of talent mixed together. And I I want to put that out there. One thing I was looking for with, you know, forming the band was finding people that had a lot of experience so we could hit the ground running. I mean, everybody in the band, Donnie, our drummer's been playing in Bloomington and around, I mean, around all over the place for at least 35, 40 years. Right. So he's got a ton of experience. He's a great drummer. Chuck Crawford's been playing for a long time too. Great bass player. And, you know, Jason's been playing for a long time too. So I was just fortunate enough that they want to play with me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now, I saw on your your social media the other day, you're starting live albums. Is uh, that something? Or we uh, we had a live album, well, a live set recorded down in Louisville, Kentucky, at the County Line Bar, and I uploaded the tracks. They're not individual tracks; it was just one mm-hmm. wave file. And I, I went in and kind of did some adjusting, a little bit of EQ, a little bit of compression, and we're thinking about putting like a five to six song CD together just to give out for free. It's nothing like professionally produced or anything right. like that, but right. it's just something else to put out there, you know, if somebody's interested in listening to it. So Very cool. Absolutely. Um, have you guys thought about doing any of the, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the social media world and, and where music has gone. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing any videos or anything for your your EP? Yeah, I would have liked to, to have did one for No Closing Time because um, even a lot of my buddies, we all had – a really good layout, a lot of good uh, uh, <laughs> brainstorming sessions. A lot of good brainstorming yeah. sessions, and we had a lot. You of could great probably ideas. get a lot of buddies to like help you with that oh, video. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, appear in it. Yeah, the song that I I wrote about was out at my buddy's house over off, you know, in Bedford, and you know, we we've got a lot of friends that can come out there, and we could throw a really good party and put on a really good music video. But at the time, it wasn't quite financially responsible, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Who needs we financial made... responsibility? <laughs> yeah. It's We've... outlaw country. Come on. Well, I mean, now it could, it, it could be something, but it's like, uh, I don't know. We had a lot of other things we were working on as well, so we had to put that at a, a lower priority status. So uh-huh. one of these days, we'll, we'll get a music video out. That it's would be, be cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think that would be really cool. You know, one thing, we've we've talked a little bit about Clayton Anderson and mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a I'm a big supporter of Clayton and, and like what he's doing. But, you know, that first one of the first videos he put out when it was the bonfire of the BNL football team winning yeah. sectional. Yeah. You know, that whole connection back to Bedford mm-hmm. was really, really right. cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, for a guy that grew up in Lawrence County now. Obviously, I was a Blue Jacket. Yeah. There's a, there's a, <laughs> the rivalry there's there. A rivalry. You mean South Bedford? I mean, if you could. <laughs> <laughs> the, the River Rats. Um, My girlfriend's from Mitchell, so I can make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can take them. It's all right. I, I always tell the kids that in Jennings County, I said, you know, I said, when I was a senior in Mitchell High School, I said, I'm never moving to another place that only has one stoplight. <laughs> I said, I am, I'm, I'm going big time. And then my first house in Jennings County was in Vernon, Indiana, where there's no stoplight. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I held true. So, <laughs> Well, uh, but now you live in a town that has one stoplight. I live on the outskirts. Yeah, and we go. live in the country <laughs> of that town. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I do think it's really cool, you know, the kind of that connection and that feel. So I completely agree, yeah. Um, what is – what? What are you working on for the next? I mean, are you working on an album right now? Are there songs you're putting together? Or I just recorded um, three acoustic songs that are originals, so me and the band can start working them up as an entire band. Um, we'd like to start playing at least four or five of them out live. Oh, I'd like cool. to find a new studio. We recorded that in, at Russian Recording Studio up in Bloomington. Uh, so this next time around, I'm looking for something just a little bit bigger, I guess. Um somewhere we can track live and which we tracked live there but you know just something with i'm looking for a producer this time instead of just going in and telling everybody what we should be doing i want to work with somebody and make it the best it possibly can be wow yeah so um right now we're just trying to work up originals to get to the point where we might be able to get into a studio by the end of the year and record a couple to put out but that's just kind of speculation right now it it is a goal though i'd like to do that before the end of the year awesome now I know you're, you you've got your CDs um, at your gigs because mm-hmm. I've got that. Is it available? Your your current EP, yeah, on iTunes, yep. other places. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, Tidal, basically anywhere. Online. Anywhere awesome. you can find your digital music. I got the go deluxe package to put everything on everything. So. There you go. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and I mean it. Go out and get it, and I I'll just say. And I told you this off the air before, no closing time is by far. <laughs> yeah. That's that is my favorite song right now. It is one. I bought the C D at the concert, but I have loaded it in my iTunes mm-hmm. and it is one that's on my regular shuffle list. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, driving back and forth to work. So it's it's a heck of a song. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go out and download, you know, purchase uh, you know, your E P mm-hmm. from Cody Eichert and the Sidewinders for sure. I'm going to ask you this, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, which is never fair in this, (laughs) but we've talked a lot about music. Favorite songs, when we talk about what are your go-to, you know, to kind of get to know Cody a little bit, what's that go-to, hey, man, these are kind of my my jams? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I'd say one of my favorite songs of all time is 
Whiskey Vent and Hellbound by Hank Jr. Uh, I, I don't like to just put it down into songs because I like albums. Okay, uh, you can yeah. do albums yeah. too. I'm all right with Tyler that. Tyler Childers just put out an album called Purgatory, and it's absolutely amazing. He's kind of got that bluegrass outlaw country feel. He's been a songwriter for a long time, but he finally put out an album with a band, and it's great. Uh, Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music by Sturgill Simpson. Back to the Bar Rooms, Merle Haggard. Uh, of course, Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson is my all-time favorite. Uh, I've got it on vinyl at home, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, if you want to get into something even uh, way out of the box, you can listen to OK Computer by Radiohead. Paranoid Android is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, shoot. Anything Zeppelin. Zeppelin 1's great. Toys in the Attic, Aerosmith. I mean. <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask you this. When Train remade the Zeppelin album, what did you think? I didn't even listen to it. Oh. Didn't know they did that. Yeah, Train actually, uh, Zeppelin Four, I believe, hmm. um, redid it. I will I will encourage you to at least give it a listen um, because I will give them You were very skeptical. Oh, my gosh. I was, it. it makes me very skeptical. Yes, he was, and he was. He really was. Yeah. He was like, there's no way. But I will give them a lot of credit. They didn't remake it in Train. I mean, it's not Meet Virginia. It is... They wanted to honor Zeppelin because then hmm. I had no idea Zeppelin was one of their biggest influences to getting into music. They spent the time to make it sound like Zeppelin. Huh. And it's interesting to me because a lot of people are like, well, why would you remake it if you're making it sound like them? But they just, it was a, I th it was another project. I think they gave all the proceeds to charity, but yeah. they wanted to do something to honor him, and that's pretty. They awesome, did it, actually. so yeah. I would encourage you to at least check it out because it is interesting to me to hear them do it. Because I thought, oh my gosh, the train. I know you cannot do Zeppelin. No, <laughs> I'm trying to put two and two together, but it's not fitting. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, it's actually a lot better than I'll have what to I check thought. Check it out. Yeah, so I'll have to check I, that I would out. encourage that. <laughs> Who are who are some other bands that you know you've seen local bands that that you would you throw out here and give a shout out to and say hey this is somebody to go see as well? Uh, the guys in Voodoo Willie over in Bedford are pretty cool. Uh, Greg Lockhart, uh, AJ Banks. Greg's really good guitar player, great side guitar player. Uh, AJ is good vocalist. I don't think he's been singing for that long, but he's doing great. Uh, he came out and jammed a couple of songs with us last time we were at the Mitchell Main Street. Um, Dame's Rockets has been playing around for a while. Uh, I just saw Summertime Band again last night at a birthday party I was at. So those are probably the main local bands around the area. Cool. Yeah, that, that play consistently. Very cool. All right, I asked you earlier what, your, what the big uh, venue you'd want to play. <clears throat> and I know you said the Bluebird. What is that kind of, and keeping the Bluebird out, because I'm going to consider it a big venue. Mm-hmm. What's that cozy local bar that you like you like playing? Probably I do like playing it on the rocks a lot because there's a lot of room over there. Um and I've never been in that I haven't place either. to be 100%. Yeah. Honest. I haven't either. It's it's a big enough room. They like their music loud so we can bring our subs in too, which is I always love doing that. Um my favorite places to play in Bedford are the Bedford Boat Club. <laughs> Great people down there. I love playing. The over Boat there. Club's awesome. It is. I mean just it's great, especially on steak night. I mean, you can't get much better than that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the other place we play at in Bedford is uh, Steel Horse Saloon, which we played there on St. Patty's Day, and the crowd was just incredible. Awesome. Yeah, so Very those are cool. probably my favorite places around here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, man, we're at a 
a little over an hour already. Wow. Went by quick. Which is <laughs> usually how it goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug yourself. Mm. Um, you know, that's kind of why we're doing this is, you know, obviously it's fun for us because we get to meet people like you and, and sit down and talk a little bit. But I also want it to be an opportunity for you to plug yourself. So yeah. do you want to give some of your upcoming shows? Obviously, yeah, this sure. won't come out till Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I know I've said <laughs> you, several times. You've already played at the You're the at, on the rocks. The rocks and yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it'd be on Facebook Live, but uh, my sound didn't let that happen. So uh, why don't you throw out some of those upcoming shows so yeah, people sure. get a chance? Um, once again, thank you all for having me down. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is my first legit podcast. So <laughs> I was really excited about it because I listen to podcasts on a nonstop basis. Is that right? All, every week. Because I work from my house most of the time, so I always have one going, whether it be Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. I listen to a lot of comedians, so yeah. Joey Diaz, anything like that. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if you want to look us up, you can look us up at Cody Eichard Music uh, on Facebook, C-O-D-Y-I-K-E-R-D. If you don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> Um, sometimes it gets confusing. Yeah, I, I understand. My last name's Roller, which I think is so simple. But yeah. everywhere I go, they're like, "How do you spell that?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> like roller skate, roller coaster, like R O L L E R. And they're like, "Oh, like it sounds." Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you exactly. never know. I mean, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, let's see. So we'll be in Rising Sun, Indiana, which is over by Lawrenceburg, next weekend at the Rising Star Casino. Oh, cool. Um, they have a little pub over there. Really? Where they have bands play, and we're playing there Friday and Saturday night. Have you been over there before? No, it's our first time okay. over there. Very cool. That's, ex- that's awesome. For our listeners that also listen to the Throttled Up podcast, check out the Lawrenceburg Speedway. Hmm. Uh, see what, what races are going on. And Head on over, go make a weekend out of it. Oh, stay yeah. the and go check out Cody Eichert in the sidewinders at the casino there. Yeah, that's a good plug there. Uh, <laughs> uh, May 4th, we'll be at Steel Horse Saloon in uh, Judah, Indiana. May 11th, Bloomington Moose uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. May 12th is the Becky's Place fundraiser with Clayton Anderson at the B&L Pack over at the high school in Bedford, Indiana. May 19th is Herodburg Heritage Days Festival in Harrodsburg, Indiana. Uh, May 25th is Main Street Bar and Grill in Mitchell. And May 26th is Wild Ridge RV Resort, uh, which is down by Potoka Lake, if you're familiar with the area. And other than that, you can like us on Facebook and keep up to date with our yeah. shows. I usually try to update them on a, a weekly, bi-weekly basis. I seem to get more reach when I don't put them all out at once and just do mm-hmm. one at a time. Right. Um, so, yeah, just keep up to date with what we're doing, and we'll be putting all of our announcements and stuff on there. We've got a lot of good things going awesome. on for this summer. So. That's exciting. It's going to be great. We just got t-shirts made, upside prints over in Bedford. We got hats made. Oh, yeah. So one of these days, I'm going to find out how to work the Facebook shop on my page, and hopefully people will be able to order online. There you go. And the hats are awesome. I'm wearing one right now. (laughs) Thank you. Which I put on because of hopefully having Facebook Live, which is okay. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I mean, you guys, and and I, I know I've said it, and I'm kind of beating a dead horse in a sense, but... You guys are a ton of fun to go see, and Thank and you. it's always hit or miss with some kind of local music. Right. But if you've got a chance, go out. It's worth the trip to see these guys. I mean, they play everything from, you know, the old school country, old school rock. You know, to I mean, their originals. You'll know after one time if you see them <laughs> once. You'll know them. You know, pick up their CD, download it. You know, on all those different locations, you can grab those. But support these guys because the only way we're going to have great local music and, and people to go listen to is by supporting them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So get out, watch these guys, you know, enjoy it. 
Um, Cody, I can't thank you enough for, for making the trip over, man. Yeah. Thank you all for having me. Seriously, no, this has been had, fun. Good, yeah. good. We, I <laughs> and, enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> we will definitely try to have you back over at some point. For sure, yeah. Um, Maybe know. then we can get like the Facebook Live thing working or, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, you I know. Can, yeah, yeah. I can play with that a little <laughs> bit more, but... Uh, yeah, because I could even share it out while we're doing it, too. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what yeah. I was kind of yeah. hoping, but I knew it would be a trial that. and error, and yeah. it yeah. was a big error, so... <laughs> <laughs> we'll try again. We'll, we'll come back, but a... Uh, you know, we we hope to be out at the uh, the Sarah Fest, and uh, we'll try yeah. and catch up with you there. I've mm-hmm. got a, a mobile recorder that we may catch up with you about that. There you go. Some things there, so... Uh, We appreciate it, man, and uh, hope you have a great show tonight. Thank you. And anybody that's in the, you know, the area, definitely check out Cody Eichert and the Sidewinder. So, everybody have a great week. What a sad state of affairs I'm in, because I'm trying to compete where I just don't fit in. The country, if you call it that, from off the road Ain't country just because I'm old enough to know that That ain't country That's a natural fact It's full of tales of good times and happy endings My life ain't like that So I'll keep listening to the old songs And my granddad used to play Songs for the truth and consequences, all the things gone wrong. Someone came and changed it up, made it all a lie. Like to spin a little beach, not writing that dude's icon. That ain't country, that's a natural fact. It's full of tales of good times and happy endings. My life ain't like that, so I'll keep listening to the songs that my granddad used to play full of pain and heartache and desperation and the ones that got away the ones that speak to me the way I And the possum's getting drunk again, imagine that And Charlie Daniels playing fiddle underneath that hat And John and June are going back and forth again And David Allen Coe is singing about his kid And Haggard sings the songs that'll save your soul And Willie sings the songs about the hearts he stole Cause that shit's country That's a natural fact it's full of tales of hard times and complications Ain't life like that So I'll be 